Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape the future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. All right, back with the Garlic Marketing Show. We're going to talk link building again, how to get ranking, how one company got 350% increase in traffic, 1,500 links, and uh, how they started this company. Farzad, thanks for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Thanks Wave so much high. for having me, and this was, this was a pleasure. And uh, we are going to talk about how they actually started and now get $1.7 million worth of traffic for free every month how they shifted from a to a 20% content creation mode to get that traffic, uh, the discomfort advantage of SEO, how they helped a business analytics SaaS increase the SEO 350%, the key to linkable contact. And he'll show exactly how they do an outreach strategy to get on 50 plus podcasts, all that. But before we get started, this is brought to you by videocasestory.com. One of the best pieces of content for your website, for YouTube is your case stories. We'll learn about 20 other ways to use case stories to land those big fish. Go to videocasestory.com slash big fish. All right, uh, let's get started. Before we get into that, I love how you guys got started because I think this is an important piece. How did you develop this software platform for link building? Sure. So, yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very excited. Um, Anyway, so as far as the the backstory goes, I actually started my career in marketing working at a, another SaaS company called Vizme. Have you heard of Vizme before, Ian? I, I have not, but never heard of Vizme. No, no, no hard feelings. Have, have you heard of tools <laughs> like Canva, maybe or Prezi, one of these like design? Gotcha. Gotcha. So what Vizme was basically created at the very beginning uh, as one of the first tools that helps you create like infographics presentations and whatnot. But we we're a little more upmarket, like SME enterprise. Um, Cam is more of a B2C platform. Uh, but anyway, so when I joined the company, it was a completely, well, it is still to this day, a completely bootstrap startup. Wow. Uh, and I was tasked with figuring out how to sell this thing that that spent uh, time and resources building. And basically, started looking through different channels, right? So we got paid ads. That's number one. Uh, first of all, it's a black hole of uh, like black hole for cash. So yeah, uh, it's an insatiable, uh, basically channel when it comes to, um, you know, taking resources and problem with that was that there's some diminishing ROI where you, where your customer acquisition cost catches up with your LTV pretty quickly, especially if you don't have a very expensive product or if you don't sell like a lifestyle business, right? So for SaaS, mm -hmm. especially that price point, which was like $15 a month, didn't make much sense. Uh, plus being a bootstrap company and Cole Outreach was on the other hand, right? And for, for be going door to door, start selling. Yep. And which again, uh, for our, for a software company, for, price point if you're selling 100k plus deals and yes absolutely go door to door start selling yeah. if you're selling a 15 dollars a month subscription uh it doesn't make sense to hire some mm -hmm. us-based staff members so uh because the conversion rates on those are super low so we we're like okay let's uh let's see how people purchase this product right or the service that we sell and so say ian if you were if you were to create a presentation or if you were to make an infographic for this episode what's the first place where you go and 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 look for a product to to help you get there. Uh, Google. 
So we knew that from day one, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, all right, instead of us becoming a household name, which is a very expensive play, mm -hmm. uh, we would have to go raise hundreds of millions of dollars. Let's go show up in places where people who are looking for a platform like us would naturally come and find us instead of us having to go chase after every single customer. So we're like, great, let's go build some pages, did some keyword research, wrote some blog posts, put on a website, and guess what happened? Nothing. Absolutely crickets. <laughs> <laughs> but but don't don't fall off yet. Uh, so the right now, Vizme gets close to about three and a half million in monthly organic visitors every month. Wow. That's worth about one point seven million dollars in worth of advertising that we're getting for free. Well, a month. Free, quote unquote, a month. Yes. And 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 we have now over seventeen million active users, um, doubling that year over year. And uh, yeah, the, the rest is history. I mean, there's 100 plus team members full of profitable, still bootstrap. So we're like, that ended up being a, a journey that led us to create Responda. So I'm happy to talk a little more about that. Yeah, before we get into that, how long did it take you to get to that level of traffic? Years. It was definitely yeah. not an overnight success. So business was founded in 2013. I think I joined back in 2016 or 17. And Basically, it has been an exponential growth over the course of the past few years, but the first few years was tough. Obviously, it took took a while to get to this point, so I'd say five, six years at least. When was the first time you saw it working for you all? You're like, the links, was there an article? Right. Was was there a link that you got? Was it a, mm -hmm. a single page? What was the first thing that you're like, this is working? Right. So it was more of a gradual process than a light bulb moment. So. Mm -hmm. Um, when we spent all our resources putting out these pages and getting zero results, it uh, made me look bad a little. So I was like, okay, let's let's just try something. Let's go and, for example, can you do me a favor, Ian? Can you just go and open a new private window in your browser and just Google one of our like keywords, like presentation software, for example? Yes, one second. I, uh, I forgot when I do this, it, when I hit in Zoom, it, sw it switches me to switches cameras when I hit the no worries let me actually just tell you that no worries, no, no worries. I'm gonna do this <laughs> I'm gonna share it sure and let me share my screen why can't I where's my share button on zoom you think I'm not on zoom all day long <laughs> escapes me yes um, all right let's, so let's what just, do you want me to search just look up presentation software So it's, which is one of our top keywords, right? So now when you look up that keyword, see how many search results pops up at the top. You see how it says about, a how billion, many zeros is that? A 1 billion, 1.04 billion results. 1.04 billion results. And I scroll down a little after the ads. What do you see in the organic yeah, results? There you go, Visme. That's right. So Boom. We, when I took a look at that at the beginning, I was like, this is very discouraging. There's yeah. a billion search results here. And we have created pages that are, I would say, in the top 1% of all the pages that were out there at the time, right? Yeah. In terms of quality of content, site speed, uh, visuals, uh, user um, experience and responsiveness, all the stuff you can think of we've done. And I, I would say 99th percentile is a pretty good place yeah. to be. And but when there's a billion search results for your keywords, you're still in the millions. <laughs> it doesn't matter you're in the top 1%, right? 
So how would you get yourself up in the search results? And again, this is not just true of like parent keywords like this, right? You want to also get more granular in some of the longer tail variations. Yeah. yeah. But but we're like, okay, let's understand how Google works as, as a search engine. And basically what we found is that the core of Google, and that's how they took over the search engine market oh, yeah. back in the, or in the late 90s, was based on this algorithm called PageRank that not only looks at the content of your page, but also looks how popular you are, right? Mm -hmm. So the more relevant authoritative sources in your space that are talking about you, it kind of sends a signal so vote to popularity, like a Mean Girls popularity contest and that tells Google that, hey, these guys are legit. So... Mm -hmm. Now it gets interesting though, right? Then it's not only about the keywords and stuff on your page. Now it's yeah. also how other people are are receiving it and whether or not they're talking about it, that, that makes a difference. So we started shifting our resources accordingly. So we started investing about 20% of our resources on content creation, but the other 80% went into promotion, which is the exact wow. opposite ratio uh, that most companies do content marketing. So that's what really started putting us on the map and actually started getting our pages up. It's such a smart thing. And yeah, because everyone's spending so much time on content creation and not on that promotion. And that's critical. And, you know, it's funny because you talk about that. And was it the algorithm was originally called Backrub, wasn't it? I think that's what it was called. There <laughs> uh, rumors. There rumors. Official yeah. term is page rank. Right. Yeah, now because they shifted it, and because when they were in school, I remember because I read the story behind it. Um, mm -hmm. and then yeah, they made them shift it. But what is interesting is just I think this is important to think about for all of you marketers that this is one of those evergreen things because Google's tried hard to find an algorithm that works without backlinks and they've failed. And if Google can't do it, I don't know if anyone's going to really do it. So, um you know, I think that's a big, big thing. I think the closest thing now is what the fastest growing search engines, TikTok. And that's mm -hmm. a whole different algorithm. So you started doing the content promotion. How much, and you say 80% of your resources. So when we say 80% of the resources, how much time are you spending on content promotion? 4X the amount of time we spent on creation. So meaning you spend, doesn't matter whether it's a blog post or a landing page or any, any sort of page that has any SEO value. Um, we spent one hour in creation we spend four hours on promotion and so it gives us five hours yeah oh wow so i mean you're spending four hours on promotion mm -hmm. um and what did you find were the keys to great promotion of the content so that process was basically i mean a matter of experimentation to figure out what works a lot of people are looking for the next hack or tactic and Matter of fact, is anything that works work for us doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Every niche, every industry is different. I see this firsthand every day where like I just had an automotive company and, and versus like us in the SEO space versus somebody else in, in the lawn mowing industry, right? So that the type of industries and the type of people you deal with when it comes to link building are completely different. And that's why people don't want to do it, right? Because mm -hmm. anybody can just open a Google Doc and start writing content and build landing pages or, or you slap on your website and bam, you got results immediately, right? Yeah. <laughs> but now you're talking about building relationships and, and reaching out to other people and convincing them to do something for you, which is a very uncomfortable, um, I would say, 
yeah, that's uncomfortable is like the best word I can describe it thing to do. And that that's what's really making it a competitive advantage just because simply most people don't want to do it. So when you do it, you automatically are put in the very, very few percentages of people that, that are actively doing it. That's it's a great point. Doing, you know, success comes in the things that people aren't willing to do. Um, and so you guys had success, you built Respana. Um and then you start to help people. I'm going to talk a little bit about, because at the end, I want you to demonstrate using Respana mm -hmm. and, and how someone can build it, because I think that's important. But sure. um, 1,500 uh, referring domains in two years for a data analytics platform. We've got a case study here with ClickData. Tell me about how ClickData used Respana and, and to get these 1,500 referring domains, 350% traffic growth. Mm -hmm. Sure. So ClickData is a French SaaS company and they're they're in the business analytics industry where or business intelligence industry, which is like a very boring, sorry to say this, but so it's like a very boring industry, right? But it's very competitive and, and very, very lucrative. Right. Exactly. And so awesome people that came in at, and were in the initial stages of building their SEO engine. And basically what happened was what, what I recommended them and they took my advice were uh, basically start from some of the low hanging fruit opportunities, not to get too nerdy too fast, where, for example, a few strategies they experimented with is listicles, like, hey, there's a bunch of blog posts already out there that are talking about business intelligence platforms that are mentioning your competitors, but they are not mentioning you, mm -hmm. right? So let's reach out to them and incentivize these guys and say, hey, let me include you in my newsletter put this article and let me promote it all over the place. Maybe run some ads to it, get some traffic to your site. If you were kind to give me a mention here, right? Some mm -hmm. other SaaS companies give out free products. It's going to be a mutual collaboration. So start there. Then go on podcasts, go talk to people like Ian, right? There's a ton mm -hmm. of different business intelligence type podcasts that you can go and pitch yourself as a guest. And that hence why I'm here, right? And first you meet great, smart people like yourself in your industry. Two is free advertising to a niche audience. And three, you get those links in your, uh, in your website because guess what? When Ian's talking about click data, you're inevitably having to link to their website from the show notes, right? From on your website and some other platforms they publish an episode. And that there, there, there's another link. So it's not rocket science. It's just basically putting your businesses in places where it matter. Yeah. And so how did the content promotion come in and mm -hmm. start using and start using Respona? Yeah. So the content promotion piece came after, right? So some of the groundwork that was done first, and that's always where I recommend people who are new to start because it's easy, low-hanging fruit opportunities, get them out of the way. And then you, you hit a point where you're like, okay, I've done that, right? So it's like, there's so many podcasts I can go on. There's so many listicles I can get listed on. Uh, and depending on the industry, right? The supply <laughs> runs out. Yeah. So then what you want to do is basically get a little more deep into content promotion where now that you're creating linkable assets, right? So that's a prerequisite that a lot of, lot of people miss is first creating really good educational pieces of content, preferably have some original research done or some sort of interesting things that, that they've done that, you know, that's not just a repurposed blog post from a bunch of other sources. And then once you have it's some, that's something that's listicle, excuse me, that's, that's linkable. Then you go and there's a variety of different strategies that you want to go and build, uh, build links to that particular page. Now, worst thing you can do is to go and start emailing people. Hello, I would like to publish a guest website on your website. <laughs> Please stop doing that. 
please stop. This is giving us such a bad rep. Like the whole league building uh, industry. It's just, yeah. there's so much malpractice done. And I just wonder why people do it because it just doesn't work. I see it. I see the metrics. It doesn't work. I'm telling you, <laughs> stop yeah. wasting your time. So normally what, what we found more success in is kind of like that whole, you know, it's, this, these things are like basic knowledge in the sales industry. Like, for example, when, when you say grow at the bar, you go first talk to her, right? Open up with some small talk. And then you, you know, offer to buy her a drink. And then you ask her, ask her to go out for dinner. And then you propose and then you get married, right? So hopefully not all in one night. Not on one night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the whole point, right? Yeah. So for us, the way we, we open up relationships is by transactional linkages. Because a matter of fact is people don't care about you, right? So when you start a conversation, you're like, hey, let's collaborate together quick and easy. Here's what's in it for you. Here's what's in it for me. And then get your foot in the door, mm -hmm. right? So having a few pillars when it comes to just any sort of average tactic, again, there's a gazillion of them. We actually have a um, free ungated average strategy hub. So if you go to the Responda website, uh -huh. And the bottom footer is Outreach Strategy Hub. It's free, ungated. Oh, nice. Go take a look at it. We wanted to make it super accessible for people. And basically, it's your ready-to-use instructions uh, to how to find these right websites, what to say to them, et cetera. And the matter of fact is all of these have three things in common. One, it's a matter of strategy. You need to have a strategy mm -hmm. in mind. Don't just yep. look up your keyword and reach out to any website in your space, right? Have and, and solid strategy and make sure you're not stepping out of your league, right? Don't reach out to HubSpot if you just started a blog yesterday, right? You're not going to get a response. Um, reach out from websites within your reach that are similar sizes because the incentives you offer, and then that's the second pillar, is have to be proportionate. So that's another thing is, as I mentioned, there's nobody cares about you. So in order to have that initial conversation, you got to have something of value to offer. For example, I'm here, Ian, talking to you, helping you create a piece of content, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm here spending an hour of my time and would love to help me. And, and that, that what I enjoy um, and, and helping you create this podcast episode. So it's a mutual benefit of collaboration with you. Similar things got to be the uh, in your average. Always put yourself in the shoes of a recipient and see what's in it for them. Big note, don't offer cash. <laughs> we, <laughs> Reason why I say that is not just for ethical reasons, right? It's because the type of websites that accept payments for links are not the type of websites you link you want links from in the first place. Like some of the incentives we offer end up costing us a lot more. Sometimes we give them like a response subscription and then that costs us a lot more than the hundred bucks they're asking, right? But what we do that as a qualifying metric is that if a website's taking payments from you, they're taking payments from everyone, right? So unless you're an agency, you don't care about the quality of the links, you're just trying to meet quota, then that's fine. But as a rule of thumb, you want to stay away from the sites. We immediately blacklist them. And the gotcha. last but not least is a matter of personalization because everybody wants hates and personalization. I don't mean just variables, right? Mm -hmm. Show that you've done your research. Show something that tells the person, hey, this is not a mass average email I'm sending out. I actually have done my research. It's this strategy. Uh, connect with them on LinkedIn, have that multi-channel approach. They see a person, you know, put a, a name next to the email. Uh, stuff that helps you get better reply rates. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so how long, 
like we looked at um we're talking about the case study here for the the SaaS company for uh click data um how long did it take them to to get those results right yeah tell me a little bit about that when did they see start seeing the first results and from the time they started with you and and how long before they got you know 350 percent increase in traffic right so what do you mean by getting results like getting the first reply getting the first link you tell me <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know when they got their first reply. I can look up probably in the analytics, but probably the first couple of months is going to be a crapshoot because you don't know what you're doing yet, right? It's still sending some cookie cutter templates. And you also, it's, it's a natural part of Link World and where you got to experiment to figure out what works best for you in your space. Because stuff that works in the, for example, in the SEO space, because when, when, when it comes to our routers, we're very super straightforward because the type of people we're working with already are familiar with what link building is and SEO is. And so the, the type of conversations we have is entirely different from if you're in the lawnmower industry, right? Yeah. So the first couple of months is going to take for you to understand, okay, hey, we're experimenting with 10 strategies. Eight of them didn't work. Two of them work. One of that or two takes too much time. We found one that really works. Okay, let's stop doing everything else. Just double down on the stuff that works, right? Now, click that. It took, I think, a couple of years to get to the, the 1500 plus referring domains, but still phenomenal success if you divvy it up by month, right? Mm -hmm. So you say, okay, 1500 links over 24, that's like, uh, you know, tens of links every month. But matter of fact is it, it is exponential growth, just like mm -hmm. anything else. It's the initial uh, links that you get in the uh, first few months are going to be the, the hardest ones because First, your website is still low quality. This doesn't have much links to it. doesn't have much content on it. Nobody knows who you are, right? You don't have any relationships built. You don't know what you're doing with your life. Right? Yeah. And then over time, now you start opening up a network of partners, people they already have relationships with. You can offer better incentives. You can actually, people know who you are. So getting those links now become a hundred X easier over time. So for example, I mean, I'm going to pause here really quick, give me an opportunity to see what direction you want us to go, because um, I can I can spend hours talking. about. It. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like the ex exponential link growth piece. It starts working. Uh, let me ask you, who manages this mm -hmm. inside your company? Who's the best person to manage man be managing this? So we always have dedicated staff for this because anytime we try it, like I see a lot of companies are like they look at link building like a thing to do that they offer like the writer to do on the side. Just never going to work. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, you need someone who actually knows what they're doing, learn from their mistakes, have some sense of scale without spamming and, and be on top of it, just like anything else. Like it's me saying, I want to open a, like an outbound sales strategy and I have my marketer do some outbound on the side. Do you <laughs> yeah. think it's going to work? No, no, that's stupid. So it's the same thing when it comes to link building. You need someone to do it. Now, what we do normally, we hire junior staff members and train them. So we actually have a partnership with another VA company called Wing. But uh, so they, they're the one actually doing the work. So you can actually hire an Adam to your respondent account and they can take care of it for you. But they're not an agency, right? So you still need someone still in-house who's in charge of monitoring results, giving them feedback, helping them get up and running. And, and we, we think that's um, something that's going to be helping you kind of scale things a lot quicker. But it's something that we have a link builder. That's their job position. That's a person that does this work. Uh, but it doesn't have to be US-based. It doesn't have to be a super expensive senior hire. 
there, there are other ways you can get around if you're a small company. So I don't mean to discourage folks from, from getting into this without having like a dedicated team, right? We're a small team ourselves. Gotcha. So yeah, how would, how would you suggest like, say a small company, say, a, you know, a law firm or digital agency that's doing it for themselves? What would be the best practice for, for getting started in a link building? Uh, if, you're, if you're a law firm, don't do it. Just hire an agency to do this for you, right? Because gotcha. you just don't have the technical set to, to, to do that yourself. If you're a SaaS company, it means you already most likely have technical people on, on house that, that already yeah. know what, what it is, what they're trying to do, right? Traditional industries, like if you're a law mowing company, don't do link building yourself. Just hire an agency that knows their stuff, right? Um, so getting into, uh, as far as setting it up, when it comes to like SaaS companies, normally content marketers are, are the ones overseeing the process, right? So we have, for example, on the business side, we have an off-page team and on-page team. So on-page team is editors, writers, copywriters, uh, SEO managers, right? Uh, people that create the content, optimize the content, all that good stuff. And then we have an off-page team that's double the size, or if not more, of people that are charged with link building. And these are people that basically take we each page that the on-page team creates and then basically treat it like a project. And then we're like, okay, where can we place this? And then they go and find the right publications, find the right people and incentivize them to work with us. Love it. Love it. Um, so that's, I mean, these are amazing results. Can you give me a demo and show me how, how this works and, and how sure. I would go doing it? Yeah. You got it. So what Respondent does is quite simple. Like when, when you first log into the platform, um, it's a white screen, right? And that's mm -hmm. by design. Want to make it very quick and simple to get started and delegate to, to another staff member. And basically, there's a ton of different outreach tactics you can run with Respondent. So I'm going to go ahead and call this campaign Ian. Hopefully, I spell your name correctly. Yes. Uh, so it's a ton of different outreach tactics and strategies. As I mentioned, we have this little guide here on our website that gives you like recipes of templates to work with, but all of them go through the same four-step process, right? And that's what we call a campaign. You can do this yourself manually, too. you don't need to have access to respond. But first we got to find, okay, where are some of these websites, publications that we want to reach out to, right? Two is to build an email template, so you say what you want to say to them. And then the third step is to now let respond and go find the right pe people at each one of these companies, get the contacts for you. The last is to preview and personalize. So any sort of outreach tactic you can think of, you go through the same flow. Does that make sense? Yep. No, it awesome. makes a lot of sense. Okay, perfect. So for example, like step one, when it comes to prospecting, there is a bunch of different ways on how you can find the right websites. One, we have like a Google scraper built in. So for example, if I have like, give me give me a company uh, or or let's start with click data, right? Not that we talk yeah. about. They're looking yeah. at, for example, best, like business intelligence uh, platforms that hasn't haven't already mentioned click data on there, right? So I can look up, for example, uh, relevant listicles that in their URL that have the word blog. So you can get as nerdy as you want with it and then have different variations of the same keyword uh, built out. And then let respond and go, are you familiar with tools like Ahrefs and SEMrush? Yep. Awesome. So we have direct integrations with them. So you can also hook it up to them and then we go and basically scrape Google results filter it down by HSS EMRS metrics and you get a list of websites ready to go, right? Uh, or for example, another uh, uh, cool thing I like to do is with our podcast engine. So let me show you on the manual setup so you can see immediate results uh, is that you can look up, for example, uh, for click that it looked at like SaaS, entrepreneurship startups, or look up people in your space, right? 
So for example, I'm in their space. So you can look up my name and we'll pull up all the episodes that I've been a guest on, right? And I can say, okay, yeah. give me some unique podcast here to work with. So I'm so your podcast is going to be up here soon. So get ready for all the pitches, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically it pulls up all that latest episodes that I've been a guest on. Now what it does or what we can do is to reach out and it automatically tells you three things about this podcast. One, they accept guests. Two, they're relevant to your space. Three, um, it makes your life easier when it comes to pitching because I could just say, you know, hey, Benjamin, you know, came across an interview with Farza and I love the fact you guys talked about link building and we actually use it on our platform and love to hop up and talk about XYZ, right? Uh, so basically step one is just finding opportunities. So this step, uh, we're either importing websites, letting responders scrape things for you, pull it from Ahrefs, right? It doesn't matter where the source is. All we're going to end up with is a bunch of domains, it's a bunch of URLs. Yep. Let me pause here really quick. Any questions before I move forward? No, I mean, th this is great. So you have a bunch of podcasts now that I might right. want to try and get on, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So let's see what happens next. So second is just to build an email template. So you normally, you know, you know the whole spiel, right? So say if I found a thousand podcasts, I want to reach out to you, it gets tedious to try to email each one manually. So mm -hmm. I want to build it, connect my email to Responda, build an email template, sprinkle in some variables in this email template. And I'll automate the follow-ups also if they didn't reply after a certain number of days, well, I might have to follow up, right? Easy yep. peasy. Now, third is where things get very interesting. And that's basically letting Respond and go find the right people for you to get the contacts. And that's normally the most time-consuming part of any sort of average tactic is actually finding who's in charge, right? Mm -hmm. Now, let's say... Let's just go through a quick example here. So let's say you come across this blog post on Serious Insight, Right. It's a legit website, good company, found a blog post. It's an ideal like uh, company in our in our business intelligence mm -hmm. uh, could re potentially reach out to. How would you go about finding the right person to contact? Yeah. Uh, I'd probably click on that LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, those are share person. icons. Yeah, but yeah, you're 100% right. I go on LinkedIn, take a look at their company employees, see who's the content manager or someone relevant in the marketing team, get the content, yeah. about, right? Normally, though, if there's a writer on the page as well, I can check to see if that person, like in this case, Erica Desmond, I can see if she currently works at the company. If she does, then great. We can reach out to her directly, right? Because she obviously has access to the blog. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. Uh, so I would need to go find the right person on LinkedIn, then use some email finding tools like Hunter, Snovia, some of these tools to get the contact info. What's your favorite email finder tool? Uh, I mean, we use Rocket Reach, I think, yeah. and a few others. Yeah, we have actually an integration with them. Uh, so yeah, so you look them up and lock rockers, get the email. We normally put them on a spreadsheet and run it through a never bounce or a zero bounce, make sure that's deliverable. Mm -hmm. And then export it and you put it into a, another email library software uh, to reach out to, right? So you need a collection of about five or six different software tools and a person to do it for you. Does that process ring a bell? Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. You don't have to do any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I can just tell respond, hey, Go find a writer, but only if they work there. Otherwise, just go find one, two, three people at the company who match this position or seniority criteria. Someone with the words like SEO marketing content in their job title. And at last resort, if you couldn't find a person, then go find a generic email of that website. Some small websites that don't have like a fancy content manager. Yeah. So start from the writer, not find a content manager, not find a generic email. Now, all you got to do is just press a button, find contacts. You let that baby run on autopilot. You're in Florida. You go grab some mimosas and you go by the beach. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do all the time. That's right. Yes. Just drink mimosas by the beach. And uh, 
And then after a few minutes, normally it takes minutes so for each article. Then Respond basically has all of your URLs enriched with contact. So for example, remember Erica from Serious Insight? Yep. So apparently she does in fact work at the company Respond when I find the contact and sign it. Or this case is like a Visme article. And let me see if it's written by. Oh, this is interesting. It's actually written by Rana, who is an ex-employee. She doesn't work for us anymore. So Respond went ahead and found our current content manager, man who got the content info. You can set it so we'll find multiple people as well. But that's it. And then if you didn't like the person, I can always replace that with somebody else at the company. So give you full company employee data that you can replace it with. Wow. And that's it. Last step, we all we almost made it. Respond puts together all the pitches. Everything's ready to go. And you can just go in and click verify and launch. But if you're reaching out to some of the bigger guys, Right. For example, if I'm reaching out Serious Insight, it's likely Erica, our friend here, is getting pitched left and right. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we need to find a way to stand out. So what we also help you to do is giving you full customization ability. So basically, I can go and make any adjustments to the value of the variables. Like in this case, the article title is too long, so I can shorten that right on the fly. Uh, we give you some snippets from the article. So we go and read the article or the website, whatever that is, give you some snippets from the website that we can sprinkle in. So this is like an article on to improve your sales email templates. So I could say, oh, actually, I love the, uh, the template you shared on, you know, the yada, yada, yada template. So implying to the person that, hey, I've actually sent on your contest, not a spammy outer email I'm sending out. Plus, we get you the social profile. So in sentiment connection requests on LinkedIn, right? They see a face next to your name and be sure to get an email in their inbox. Helps you basically get much better reply reach. And then once you click verify and launch, we look through your emails, make sure you haven't hit up that person recently or made any embarrassing mistakes like empty <laughs> variables. Hello, first name. <laughs> yeah. And then because we've done, we've had people doing that. So we, we built it. So it's impossible to make this mistakes. And then, yeah, then you click launch and then you can see all the good old reply rates, deliver rates, all that good stuff and see how well your campaigns are performing. Got a bunch of other bells and whistles, but that's pretty much that uh, general overview. Nice. Nice. And boom. And then you're on a ton of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's just one, one of the strikes. So I've been on about 50 podcasts so far this year. This is 51. Yay. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, so that, that's, uh, that, that's one of the strategies that works really well. And especially if you have an interesting story to, to share. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. Where's the best place to follow you? Farzan? You know, Ian, my name is not Ian Garlic, so I'm actually quite easy to find on LinkedIn. My name is Farzad Rashidi. It's only like one of us in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, there's only one of me too, or there's two. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got a unique last name. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so definitely look me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with folks. All right, awesome. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And uh, definitely we'll put a link to that guide. That's an amazing guide. And, uh, you know, if you, you all are considering SEO, this is a great way to go. You know, we've had other link building agencies on. So, um, you know, if you don't have to do it in-house, check out one of the other link building agencies, um, you know, like uh, Link Pitch um, or another SEO agency. But if you're going to do it in-house, this really is a really super powerful software. Uh, Farzad, thanks so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Thank you so much for having me, Ian. And thank you all for taking Farzad and I on your journey. That's been on Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video, you know, it'll make you an authority you know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? 
storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.